Well, good morning. We are glad that you're here this morning. Will you please stand with me as we begin continuing with our thoughts and our songs and words of praise. We're going to be singing together Psalm 150 entitled, Praise the Lord.
Let's pray together. Father, we lift our voices to you. Father, we lift our hearts to you. You are the great God, our creator of all that we see. Father, help us just to pause in the grandeur of the moment as we've just sung your word and that word is to praise you. So Father, I pray that you would preside over all matters in this room. The next hour would be solely given to you, our hearts, our thoughts, our minds. And will you use your word to conform us to the image of your son this morning. May we rejoice with gratitude of all you have done, all you have shown us. And Father, help us to praise you for all you have yet to do as we wait with anticipation. For the longer you For the longer that we wait for your second coming, may we always have a purpose, and that purpose be to bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Please be seated. Bill. Well, good morning. I, I would be remiss. If I, I did not say something about this spectacular choir and orchestra and the leadership of Kevin King. This, this has just been uh, an amazing morning, and so we'll just move on from there. We're just glad you're here with us today, and um, we'd love to connect with you. We have a, a number, 904-441-6900. If you would text the word connect to that, you would get a link tree that would give you different ways to connect with us. It would also um, allow you to give, and we would be most grateful for that. But um, we would like to share that our Operation Christmas Child was a success, and that we had 1,130 boxes that we sent forward. So. So this coming Friday, December 1st, will be our 13th annual caroling at the gazebo at 6 p.m. downtown. So if you would bring lawn chairs or a blanket, maybe an umbrella, um, <laughs> and join the community to sing uh, well-known traditional Christmas carols led by our choir and orchestra. So you get to see them again before Sunday, which would be great. And then next Sunday, um, December 3rd, is going to be our uh, congregational meeting. It's at 4 p.m. It's over in the CLC, and this will be a time of worship, a time of testimony, a time where we vote to fill all of our committees and our deacon. We elect our chair of deacons, our selection of deacons, and uh, we'll also vote to approve the budget. And then on December 13th at 6 p.m. over in the CLC, we'll have a uh, prepare him room. It's a celebrate the birth of our Savior, um, embrace the true meaning of Christmas, we will have uh, worship Christmas songs with the Lifehouse band and then a live streaming video presentation on the um, nativity. And so um, we would just like all of y'all to come. Everybody's welcome. We'd love for you to be there. With that, I'm going to speak a little bit about the budget. You may find in your bulletin this piece of paper that has writing on there that <clears throat> some of you will be able to read. Um, and I'm not going to 
take a lot of time and go through all the numbers. We'll do that next week at the congregation meeting. Um, but this is just an abbreviated version. You can also get a longer version. If you go to anastasiachurch.org budget, you'll get all the numbers and you'll be able to see what we're gonna, what we're gonna vote on next week. And I would just say this about the budget. You know, we have the same uh, top line number th for the budget for the third year in a row, which just means that we're holding the top line steady. We're not gonna anticipate any further offering than we've had and that we will fit everything into our budget and that we will balance by the end of the year. Um, Sam's gonna um, come up here and highlight a whole bunch of wonderful things that have happened in this year and, and my, my saying about the budget is, it's not about the money, it's about the ministry. Um, we're gonna do ministry, we had a great year of ministry this year, we'll have a great year of ministry next year and we'll be able to do it in new buildings and we will get more done with what we have and we will be just fine, and we will um, appreciate every person that, that gives to the budget, and also we will, we will minister to every person that comes into this building to the best of our ability. So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to serve. Father, we thank you this, for this opportunity to be in your house of worship. Father, we just ask that as we go through this process, Father, that that where people give and people give of their time and their tithes and their talents. Father, we just ask that as we give, that we would just do everything that keeps us firmly in the center of your will. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it's great news to hear how things are going financially. And as Bill said, we're about the ministry. It does take finances. Yet, I grew up in a church, and many of you may have also, and you can just nod your heads with me if you have um, this kind of upbringing, but the church I grew up in, at the end of the offering time, the church always sang the doxology. Oh, you gave me hoons, too. <laughs> Not just nods. Okay. Well, let's stand together, please, because it is, it is the next thing that we will do. Praise God from
you're seated, just take a moment, welcome someone here, wish them a happy Thanksgiving and the start of this beautiful season we're entering. Well, in the first service, um, because uh, the orchestra plays in, this, in the second service, you all have seen these people up on the platform before. Uh, first service, we had to introduce them because they, they weren't sure. Some folks weren't quite sure who, who, the, who they were. But just so that you know, this is my family. Uh, Cheryl is on the outside there, and then next to her is Abigail, next to her is Anna, and then Cameron, and then Colin. Or in age order, it's Anna, Colin, Abigail, Cameron. <laughs> They're used to being in age order. But, um, so the, uh, they go back to college this afternoon and um, off to their things. We've got two of them in college. Uh, one is working in, out of Pennsylvania, and then one is going to be the, spend the week in Savannah um, with her assignment at, with Chick-fil-A. And so um, they're all out of the house <laughs> for, for, for a week.
so quietly my heart is resting now I turn from all distraction from the clamor of the crowd strengthen Lord this pilgrim child sometimes my flesh is weak as I feast upon your grace I hear your voice of mercy speak in repentance and rest is your was amazing and uh, so grateful for the King family being here to worship and 
I'm so impressed that uh, the whole family played in unison and harmonized in unison. I just struggled to get my family to eat at the dinner table at the same time. So that's, that's impressive. I have goals to look up to. So, hey, welcome this morning. We're so glad that you're here, and I hope that everybody had a Thanksgiving. Anybody tired of leftovers? A few of you? Yes. No, no, leftovers is a bad word right now, so we're not going to talk about it. But hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, you survived uh, Black Friday shopping, uh, and hopefully you didn't have to survive it at all. But, you know, there's a little bit of buzz going around town on Friday. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, and it wasn't who got the best deal on a big screen TV on Black Friday. The buzz going around the community is that the St. Augustine High School football team is now 12-0 in their record. Pretty impressive. And with their win this past Friday and potential win this upcoming Friday, they have a chance at the state championship game. That's pretty impressive. So we're excited for our players, our coaches, and staff, and, and just look forward to the opportunity. And I know a lot of people were celebrating, uh, as they should, the win and victory of Friday night, but the win and victories of the season. But they're also celebrating the opportunity that lays ahead for a potential opportunity to play in the state championship. You know, I think for us here in uh, Anastasia, uh, we may not be 12-0, and 0, but we have some wins that we need to celebrate this year as well. And these are wins that God has accomplished in and through us as a church. And so uh, I want to take a minute this morning to, to highlight a few of those, but also consider the opportunity that's before us. Excuse me. This is my third message, so I'm going to rely on my water to get me through here. But I, I want us to focus on how God has worked in and through us in 2023. And not to point our fingers at us and what we did, what we accomplished, but only to point our fingers in praise and glory and honor to the Lord our God for what he has done through us. And as we look at that, I, I want us to look at a passage of scripture uh, that Paul writes to the church in Galatia. And we're going to look here in just a minute in Galatians chapter 6, but and Paul wrote the letters to Galatia and to really a churches in Galatia, which is now modern-day Turkey. And as he started out his letter, there was a little bit of kind of correction and instruction for the church there. And really for the church of Galatians, they wanted him to, Paul wanted them to stay focused on the main thing, which was the gospel and sharing the good news of the gospel with the world around them. But like churches and like we all are, they were susceptible to the influence of the world and losing focus on what was most important, that was the gospel. But as we see later on in the book of Galatians, in chapter 6, as we're going to see in just a minute, Paul shifted a little bit, and it's almost as if they heeded the words that Paul had given to the churches, and they began to live for their calling and their purpose that God had given them in sharing the gospel with the world around them. And so it's almost, in Galatians chapter 6, we see Paul almost given kind of an attaboy. You did a good job. God did some incredible things through you as a church, and you're seeing people's lives change for eternity. I think there's a similar message and encouragement that we should receive that Paul gave to the church in Galatia that would relate to us this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Galatians chapter 6. We're going to pick up in verse 8, and I'm going to ask you if you can this morning to please stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh from the flesh will reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. 
So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. See, as Paul closed out his letters to the churches in Galatia, I I think in chapter 6 he makes a few really important points that relate to us this morning as we consider what God has done in the life of our church. And as he's writing these things, one of those points is, uh, as he's talking to the churches in Galatia, and you can write this down, we are blessed by what God has accomplished in us. We are blessed by what God has accomplished in us. He says, and let us not grow weary of doing good. In other words, the churches in Galatia were doing a good work. They were sharing the gospel, and they were leading people to Christ, and they were pointing them to Christ. And so it was almost as Paul was saying, well done and being faithful to the calling that God had given you and staying faithful to the message and the preaching of the word. But you needed to give thanks for it was God working in you. I think about what Psalms 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. In other words, all the good that happened in the churches of Galatia, all the good that has happened in Anastasia, all of that is due to God's working in us. It's not what we accomplished. It is what God has done. All the blessing, all the power, and all the encouragement have come out of what God has done and what he is doing. It's an overflow of his blessings on us. Anastasia, God has worked in you in amazing ways in this past year. Through your obedience, through your serving, through your giving, and through your faith, we have seen God do some incredible things this year. And I want to take a minute just to recap just a few of those things from my vantage point and share with you a few of those things. But before I do, these are the things that we should be excited about. This is what God is doing in his kingdom and how he is working, and he deserves all the praise. One of the greatest ways that we saw God work in 2023 is him doing what he always does and changing lives for eternity. God has changed lives and brought those who are hopeless and given them hope, giving them hope of a future in Christ Jesus. And so this is our, our first slide, and I know there's a typo there, but it doesn't change the validity of it. So, uh, but this past year, we had 230 decisions for Christ. Can we give God a round of applause for what he's doing? Those are 20, 230 people who put their faith and trust in Jesus, or they rededicated their lives to serving the Lord, 230 And many of those who made it a profession of faith in Jesus then took a next step of faith and were baptized, declaring their faith and trust in Jesus. We had 83 people baptized. That's incredible. And and just to give you a perspective, in the last 11 months, we have seen more decisions for Christ and more baptisms in in the Lord than we saw in a 12-month period of the last four years. So we're ahead of where we normally are, and that's only God doing what he can do. For me personally this year, I've had the opportunity to baptize more people than I think I have ever had the opportunity to in a year. And uh, I can remember uh, this, this past summer at Vacation Bible School, we did something a little bit different over the last couple years. And on the Friday celebration, we give an opportunity for those kids who have put their faith and trust in Jesus to get baptized on the closing celebration. Well, we had so many kids come forward for baptism 
uh, we used our portable baptistry. I'm not sure if you've seen that in the CLC, but we have a baptism that we set up in there. I was worried we were going to run out of water in the baptismal. We had so many kids. And I, I had to go buy more towels because we didn't have enough towels for the number of kids. That's a good problem to have, church. But that's only through the power and the work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one that changes lives. We're just the vessels that get the privilege and opportunity to be used by God. Amen? Amen. So God not only worked in, in incredible ways of changing lives, but God also worked that we saw people partner with us in church membership. You can go to the next slide. We had 220 people partner with us in church membership. I like the word partner because... The way that God has created the church is when we partner in membership and we join a church, it's an opportunity for us to be an encouragement to the body. But listen to this church, it's also an opportunity for the body to be an encouragement to us. We acknowledge that as individuals, there's gonna be seasons of life where we need our church to walk alongside of us. But we also acknowledge that there's opportunities where we have to walk alongside of others. Uh, we had our life group numbers incre increased to 35 total. And that's here on the island campus. These groups meet on campus, off campus, during the week, on the weekend. But these are intimate places where real life discipleship and growth and encouragement can happen. They are so very important to us. And that's why we encourage all people to be a part of life groups. We are somewhat a big church. And it's easy in a big church not to have deep, meaningful relationships that God has called us to have. And so that's why life groups are so very important. Not only that, you can go to the next slide. Uh, we have 38 different missions partnerships locally and globally. That's incredible. These mission partnerships are, are, are many of them are right here in St. Augustine and St. John's County, but many of them are across the world. And these partnerships are relationships we have. Some of them are to support uh, non-for-profits like food banks. Many of you may volunteer or donate food to local food banks. Uh, we serve an orphanage in Haiti. There are medical clinics that we are partner with. There are refuge centers for women who have been abused. And there, uh, this also is what helps make possible for us to send more than a thousand Christmas shoeboxes all over the world. These are the type of partnerships that God has blessed us with and given us the opportunity with. Not only that, through your generosity and faithfulness, we were able to give more than $500,000 to missions this past year. That's incredible. Can we give God a hand? Because that's what he's doing. These partnerships help sponsor missionaries who are serving all over the world. These partnerships help local ministry that's happening in our community. And why? Because it's important for us to take serious the Great Commission and go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That's why it's important. But, you know, one of the other challenges and goals that we have had here at Anastasia over the last few years is to provide an updated space for our children and youth to worship, and additionally to provide a rec center. And that's been something that's been on our heart and that we've been working to and Listen, we've had some challenges in the process of that. We uh, started our Four Generations Faith Campaign, and uh, just a few weeks later, the pandemic hit. <laughs> so we've had some challenges. As, as we tried to move forward, the cost of building went up, uh, interest rates went up. But even in the midst of all those challenges, you can go to the next slide. In 2023, we raised over $1.1 million for our Four Generations Faith Campaign. That's incredible. 
That brings our total up to $6,543,153.31. Only God could accomplish that in working through us. And listen, we've got some challenges ahead, and I'm going to talk about those, but we need to give glory to God for what he has done and what he has accomplished. And I believe if he's seen us this far, I believe that he will see us through to the end and to the future. You know, it's interesting as you think about the challenges and the, and the calling that God has put on our lives. See, when he put this big challenge ahead of us, he was not just calling a few of us to take part of it. See, God was calling each and every one of us to be committed to the calling and the plan that he has here at Anastasia. And for us to see it to fruition, it's going to take all of us. We all need to be committed. But what I want to echo here is what Paul said. Because we've seen God do some great things, just as the churches in Galatia had seen God do some great things. But the word he says here is, do not grow weary. Do not neglect the calling that God has put on us. Not only are we blessed by what God has done, I believe we are blessed in the opportunity that he has given us in this coming year. Anastasia, I don't believe that God is done working in us. I believe that God has more in store for us. Amen? Amen. So the second thing you can write down this morning is not only are we blessed by what God has done in us, we are blessed by the opportunity God has given us. We are blessed by the opportunity he's given us. Paul wrote to the churches in Galatians, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Paul tells the church, don't give up in pursuing that which God has called you because if you stay faithful to the ministry, to the calling of sharing the gospel, you're gonna see God do incredible work and bless your churches. Reminds me of what Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter nine. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Listen, we have an incredible opportunity before us. There's a incredible harvest that can take place if we stay faithful to what God has called us to. And I just want to share this morning a few of the opportunities that I believe that God has given us. And a lot of these flow out of our vision and our mission we have here in Anastasia, you know our mission, you can go to the next slide there. Our mission here is helping people embrace the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, this year, God has given us an opportunity to share the life-giving truth of Jesus Christ with more people than we have ever had the chance to. Uh, just this past year, our attendance on Sunday mornings has grown by 10% over the previous year. That's incredible. That's God giving us an opportunity to share in boldness of faith the goodness of what God has done. But listen, church, just as Paul said, don't give up. Don't neglect our calling. Don't stop inviting people to church. Don't stop telling others about in our community about the goodness of Jesus. See, God has given us an opportunity. You know, this past year, we have had some growing pains. Uh, and on, on Sunday mornings, we have multiple times have uh, gotten to a place where we were running out of places to seat children in children's worship during life groups. So we had to order more risers for them to sit on. That's a good problem to have, right? On multiple occasions on Wednesday night youth group, we ran out of chairs and we had to go hunt more chairs in other buildings of our campus. 
And as we added more chairs, we're still running out of room. And this is why we believe it's so important for us to move forward in our faith campaign and providing an adequate space, not only to house the growth that we're seeing now, but to house future growth for our children and our families and our communities. You can go to the next slide there. In the next four to six months, the construction for the rec center will be complete. Let me, let me rephrase that. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, in the next four to six months, we are going to finish our rec center, and we are so excited about the opportunity God is going to give us. We believe that this sports outreach ministry that we're going to be able to house through this rec center is going to reach our community for Christ. We're in, in the coming year going to launch a ministry called Upward Sports Ministry, and we're going to start with a, a basketball and cheerleading ministry for young kids. And this ministry is well known. And the ministry advertises that nearly 50% of the families in the community that participate in Upward Sports Ministry are unchurched and unreached. God has given us an opportunity to move the gospel forward in our community. And, and then you'll see over there on the right, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, in the next eight to 10 months, construction for the next gen center will be complete. This is for our children and youth ministry. This is for them to have adequate space for worship, to have enough places to sit and to hear the good news of Jesus and to continue to hear about what God is doing. Listen, this is the call and challenge God has given. And again, I said that there are some challenges that lay ahead of us. You know that there have been challenges before into reading, reaching the goals that we have. We have a short-term goal. You can go to the next slide. For us to stay on target of where we need to be, we need to raise about $300,000 before the end of this year to stay on pace of where we need to be. And I know that's a big challenge. But here's the thing. Again, I'll say that God called us, each and every one of us, to be all in. And I know that uh, if we all come together and we all lean into what God has in store for us, God will be faithful to see us to the end, but we need to be committed. And just as Paul says, we need to not grow weary in what God has called us to. See, not only that, God has given us an incredible opportunity. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but St. Augustine is growing. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> If you didn't believe it, drive on US 1 south or north, it doesn't matter. And you will know very quick that we have a fastly growing county and community. Research says that we are the sixth fastest growing community in St. John's County. There's a lot of opportunity that God has given us here. We need to not neglect and give up on the calling and the opportunity that God has given us. The third, next thing you can show the next slide. Uh, we believe that we need to run to embrace the challenges of the family. Families have lots of challenges. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because we're running out of time. But in 2024, we're going to launch a new ministry called Reengage, and we're going to try to come alongside marriages to equip them to succeed. And this is a discipleship type of ministry, and we're going to walk along with them and give marriages hopes. So we're going to continue with a ministry we have called called to care which supports foster and adoptive families, and we walk alongside more than 10 families currently. We're gonna continue in that effort. You can go to the next slide. We're gonna to continue to run and embrace the power of the mission of Christ. See, we're not gonna neglect the great commission that God has given us. We're not gonna neglect taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. In 2024, we're gonna have missions teams going to Nicaragua, Ecuador, France and Costa Rica. 
Right now, we have a missions team in Ecuador. They just landed about eight, eight hours ago. We're going to continue moving forward and fulfilling God's call to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. Why should we not give up? Why should we not forsake the calling God has put before us? Here's why. The third thing you can write down. You and I are blessed to have the message of eternal life. Paul writes, but the one who sows in the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. See, Paul tells us that we can sow into one or two fields. We can sow and, and plant into the things of this world, and we can make our life about trying to accomplish things by worldly standards, or we can sow and plant into the eternal things, that being our relationship with the Lord, that being sharing the good news of Jesus with the world around us. Paul would say in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew and then also to the Greek. See, you and I, friend, we carry with us the message of Christ crucified and raised from the dead, which is salvation to those who are lost. We carry with us the power of God to change lives. And we need to be committed to sharing it in boldness. You know, I, I grew up in a, an agricultural community. I grew up in a little town called Bushnell, Florida. And uh, I always tell people there were more cows there than there were people. And I think that's a true statement. But there were a lot of crops there. I, I often drive by fields and see large crops of corn or uh, potatoes or watermelons. And oftentimes I would see people harvesting those things. And, and, and you know, I always saw this. And I grew up in a family that farmed some. And, and one summer I can remember as a teenager, I thought, you know, I'm going to plant a garden of my own. And so I, I worked real hard that summer. I tilled the ground. I uh, planted seeds. I watered. I fertilized. I put a fence around my garden so I wouldn't have any critters come and eat that. The, I was trying to plant. And I planted, and, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited more, and nothing happened. And finally, I got to the point, and I was so very frustrated. I didn't know why things were not growing. I went to a local farmer that I knew well. It was a family friend. And I went to him. I said, hey, why is my crop not growing? And, and I walked through everything I did. You know, did you plant seeds? Did you water? Yeah, I did all these things. I put a fence around. And, and then he finally, it was kind of a little bit dumbfounded. He goes, where do you live? So I began to tell him where I lived. And he said, he stopped me mid-sentence. And he says, let me tell you something. Where you're trying to grow your garden, the soil is mostly sand there. <laughs> the ground is not nutritious enough to grow anything. You're never going to grow anything there. Feeling discouraged and defeated, you know, that I'd spent most of my summer trying to grow a crop there. Uh, you know, I learned a valuable lesson. You got to plant where the soil is fertile. Can I tell you, God has given us an incredible opportunity in our community right now. And the soil is fertile for us to share the good news of Jesus in our community, in the world around us. God has given us an opportunity. Let us not neglect that which he has given us. I pray this year that we will believe and trust that God has more in store in 2024. Will you stay faithful? Will you commit to continuing on in what God has called us? As we come to a time of invitation this morning, I want to challenge you to what Paul said. Are you sowing into things that are of worldly value that have no eternal value? Are you sowing into the things of the kingdom?
your relationship with the Lord, sharing your faith with others that have everlasting eternal value. Today is an opportunity that we have to live fully for him. Don't grow weary. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We give you thanks this morning. God, we ask that you would continue to give us strength to the call that you have put before us. Lord, let us not grow weary. Let us continue strong so that we might give all glory and honor to you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This morning, there's a time of invitation, and maybe the Lord is leading you to take a step of faith. Maybe it's to put your trust and faith in him. Maybe it's to join this church. Maybe it's to get baptized. However he's leading, I pray that you would step out in faith this morning. Let's stand. Let's worship this morning. again with me without the instruments. Thank you. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till the to wait until we're gone to serve our king forever. That can start today. 
if you haven't started serving him already. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the work that you've done in our lives. You've called us out of despair. You've placed us on a rock. Father, thank you for your salvation. Help us to never take it for granted. And then, Father, help us to realize that it's not meant to be kept to ourselves, but it's to be shared. We thank you for all the opportunities and the ways that you've demonstrated that through this church, through our message this morning. Father, there are still more ways, more opportunities. So prod our hearts. Move us in that direction. Help us to find a way that we can serve, ways that we can make a difference in someone else's life. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, our Lord Jesus, equip you in every good thing to do his will by doing in us what is pleasing in his sight through Christ Jesus, to whom be the glory forever.